Country music legend T.G. Shepard and singer-songwriter Kelly Lang have just dropped their new holiday single, Christmas Without You, and this track, a holiday favorite among Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers enthusiasts, have cemented its place as a seasonal classic. And the collaboration between T.G. and Kelly brings a distinctive touch that only they could deliver. Premiered by Cowgirl Magazine, Christmas Without You encompasses the emotions of love and yearning during the festive season through its heartfelt lyrics and soulful melodies. Now, T.G. Shepard recently just celebrated the 40th anniversary of his number one single, Slow Burn, which was released in September of 1983 and was the title track of the hit album as well. Now, Slow Burn became his 13th number one hit, spending 14 weeks in the top 40, and the album also included the popular singles Somewhere Down the Line and Make My Day with Clint Eastwood, which was added to the record for a re-release in February of 1984 and used in the hit film Sudden Impact. Now, Kelly Lang recently made her official Grand Ole Opry debut for Opry Goes Pink and in honor of this past Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Now, she has a brand new album out right now, Dragonfly, which contains 12 songs, nine of them self-penned, including her popular singles, I'm Not Going Anywhere, and I Think It's Jesus. Now, Dragonfly also contains classic hymns, such as Amazing Grace, and Jesus Loves Me, and I Surrender All. And this amazing album also includes her very powerful song called Life Sentence about cancer, which Kelly and her fans have faced together. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back one of country music's favorite power couples, T.G. Shepard and Kelly Lang. Welcome, friends. What do I owe you for that introduction? I'll send the check to the house or just you can pick it up here. Either way. I, I think I will come to Nashville and pick it up in person because that would be amazing. But uh, it is always an absolute blessing to have you on the show. Well, we always enjoy being with you. I know Kelly thinks the world of you as oh, much as absolutely. I do. Oh, absolutely. Your your introductions are stellar. Oh, well, my goodness. Thank you. I tried to shine a bright light on all of my guests. I love my guests, but I love you too. I think I love you too the most. But uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Can, and of you, course, can you believe it's already that time of year? <laughs> I mean, it seems like we just took the tree down um, like a month ago. And now, you know, Christmas again, I, I can't believe it. But, well, you know, it, it's our favorite time of the year. Well, you know, you took the words right out of my mouth. I really thought I just took down the Christmas decorations. And here we are again. And my wife mm -hmm. is telling me, hey, you know what we're doing this weekend? And I'm like, what? She goes, you're bringing all the Christmas decorations out of the attic. And that's what we get <laughs> to do. I'm like, I felt like I just put them up there. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Each year I put a little less out. <laughs> It's like I don't have the kids as little as they were when I did, you know, big blowouts on Christmas. So I put out a little less each year. And some years I, I think oh, I need to just get back in the season spirit again and and blow it out. But I don't think we're going to have time to do all of that this time. <laughs> it's hit well, me quicker than normal. Well, tell us about this brand new Christmas single uh, that you released. Well, you know, we release one each year. Last year, we released White Christmas uh, featuring our friends, the Oak Ridge Boys. The year before that, we did a song that we wrote together called Christmas in Mexico. And Kelly said, what do you want to do this year? And I said, 
I don't know. You got any ideas? And she says, I love Christmas without you with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Let's do our version of that. So we rushed into the studio and got it done. It was, so it really was her idea. Oh, I, there was an old Christmas album that, that they did, and it was all original music. I even think they did a Christmas TV special uh, around that album. I, I can't so. remember years ago. Um, but Kenny was, it seems like a, a person in the Army, and she was somebody waiting home for him in the video of, of this actual song. So I have always loved it, and I was thrilled to be able to recreate it. Now, is Christmas one of your favorite times of year? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, as long as I don't have to cook, I'm all good. <laughs> I have a big family, and, and generally they bring food over, and I just get to supply the house. So it's really fun for us. Well, a question for both of you. What is your greatest Christmas memory, memory together? Oh, wow. I don't know. Every Christmas with Kelly is a memory because... She's like no other individual in the world that I know, and I'm blessed to have her as my better half. I really and truly did marry the girl of my dreams, and uh, I, I don't know if there's anyone that sticks. I, I think a few years ago, we flew to Aspen uh, on a snow skiing trip at the snow ski, and of course, Kelly snow skied, and I sat at the bottom of the hill with a cup of java and watched her ski. Well, that's, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> I fell down the bunny slope backwards, if you want to call that skiing. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, <laughs> no, but but the Christmas holidays, though, I, I love to wrap gifts. I just absolutely enjoy it. And I get all of the, the gifts laid out in my closet floor and, and go to town on them. I even did a video of a new way to do ribbons last year. So I'm yep. always looking for creative ways to make them look different and, and unique. And he hates glitter. <laughs> He hates it. So, you can't get it off of you when it gets yeah, on your clothes. Well, the first Christmas we had together was a living nightmare because I'm like the glitter queen. Like, I sweat <laughs> glitter, you know? And he came home from off the road, and I was wrapping his gifts, and glitter was, it was like a bomb went off. I didn't realize his hatred was so intense. So he was vacuuming around me. <laughs> we have funny memories, not necessarily sentimental, but they're, they're life lesson memories. You know, for sure. every Christmas, as I mentioned, with, with Kelly is a memory. But I think the Christmases that I remember the most was the Christmases at Graceland with Elvis. Mm -hmm. um, that was the time of the year that he was afforded the luxury of being a kid. And he was a big kid. I got to see that little boy in him a lot of times throughout the year, but at Christmas it really came out. So uh, it is our favorite time of the year, but I do have a lot of fond memories of being at Graceland with him. Well, I can imagine that uh, that time, you know, as big, and you and I have talked about this before, how big a giver Elvis was. Yeah. But he must have been on overload during Christmas time. Well, you know, his dad would always get upset with him because he'd go out and buy half a dozen cars and give them away or motorcycles or, or a tour bus, <laughs> like for me. And his dad each time would go, Elvis, you can't give everything away. Oh, dad, it's Christmas time, so it's okay to give. But no, he was he was quite the giver. He never was the taker. But man, he sure loved the holidays. Yeah, what do you buy Elvis? Did you ever pick out a gift for him? I would buy him little, he loved gadgets. I mean, I bought him a little Derringer one time that he could carry in his boot. Uh, and he carried that for a long time. And then I bought him one year, I bought him a cane with a horn on it. 
you know, where you, you walk through wherever you are and honk the horn. And I, I don't know if he really appreciated the fact that I gave him a cane, but I mean, heck, he was very young. Uh, but I, I would always just buy things that were funny because he loved to laugh. He's, he was quite the practical joker. Yeah, but the Derringer, that's Elvis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guy, I mean, carried guns all over him. I mean, he really and truly loved loved uh, guns. And I would walk into his office, which was attached to the bedroom, which no, no one can go up there now because it's really off limits. But I would go into his office with him and, and see just stacks, boxes of ammo and guns laying everywhere. It looked like a gun store. But no, he, uh, he was quite the gun guy. Wow. Now, you know, both of you being uh, recording artists, uh, is there a different feeling that when you spend Christmas at home versus Christmas away? You know, I'm just a very sentimental person, and I, I just love being home. I like traditions, and I'm so thrilled that my youngest daughter in particular, she loves all of the things that I started when they were little. She likes that Santa brings stockings still. She likes that there's we open up one gift on Christmas Eve. I mean, th these are dead set rules, you know? Yeah. Even for her birthday, both of the girls' birthdays, I would do treasure maps and they'd have to find their gifts in different places. He would draw the map of the house and then I would have them go find them. So I, I'm just a big traditionalist and I think that's, that's something that I really enjoyed growing up as a kid too. So. Um, it's fun to pass them down and see your adult kids now start to do the same for their families. Well, you know, we're afforded the luxury of being able to be home during the holidays yeah. because we do block that time off. So from Halloween until the first part of the year, I get in the holiday mood from giving out candy on the 31st of October to Thanksgiving and then uh, Christmas and New Year's. So we're, we're afforded the great luxury of being in a business to where you have to travel a lot to do your concerts yeah. and do other obligations, but we're always able to be at home, which is always a wonderful thing. You know what we decided to do a couple of years ago? We should probably get back into this. I get a little blue the day after Christmas. Oh. Like I get like, it's over. Like, you know, it's like the big thing you, you look forward to all year. And then it's like, oh, so we love to go to movies late on Christmas day. But a few years ago, I invited a bunch of friends on December 26th to go bowling. <laughs> like a lot of them didn't have families to go to, or they were kind of feeling the same. Like, what, what do you do now after the day after, you know, it was a little blue. So there was about 20 of us that yeah. ended up at the bowling alley and <laughs> had a blast. You know, it was, it was really a fun time. So we'll probably continue to do that too. That's a great idea. Now I have to ask, mm -hmm. does Coco have her own stocking? Oh, of sure. Are you kidding me? We live with her here. She doesn't live with us. This is her house. Oh. And she lets us live with her. I mean, she's like a person. To you us. know what, though? She got sprayed by a skunk a few months ago. Oh, wow. And she still smells like a skunk. I don't know what else to do. She's had probably 15, 20 baths and it will not go away. So and, and you, you, you did the tomato juice Christmas. thing? Yeah, we did that. We did Listerine. We did, uh, you name it. We tried it all. Yeah, she's getting new doggy perfume for Christmas. I can tell you that. Well, I, I have to ask, is her stocking, does it have the Chanel logo on it? Well, of course. <laughs> so does her dog food bowl. <laughs> uh, she, is a, she is a wonderful, wonderful. It, you know, a lot of people know this already. Um, but we actually are able to communicate with her through talking. For example, if she needs to go outside, 
she goes and rings the bell that's hanging on the doors of the house. Now, if she wants a treat or if she wants to talk to Kelly or to me, she, there's uh, probably a dozen buttons with colors that she can go punch and she'll go, Daddy, I love you. Want treat. And she it tells is us the what weirdest she thing. wants. It is. And, and I'm thinking she's just randomly pushing buttons, but no. when she says, I want a bottle, it's like a little Kong bottle with treats in it. I go and get it and she gets in position to eat it. I mean, so I know she knows what she's doing. It, yeah. It's amazing how well she's trained to do that. Well, well she's quite the pet. Dogs are so smart. And I have to ask you, Kelly, you debuted on the Grand Ole Opry for Opry Goes Pink. Ooh, what was yeah. it like to debut there? You know, I've sung on that stage a couple of times before. I did do it with TG. I sang Islands in the Stream with Barry Gibb before. But it's really, really different singing my own songs and out there by myself. I, I didn't even expect it to be so emotional, but but it really, really was. And, and it was probably the perfect storm being that it was celebrating and, and you know raising awareness for breast cancer. I'm an 18 year breast cancer survivor now, almost 19. And um, it was it was just wonderful to be able to speak from my heart. They gave me a few minutes to, to tell my story and offer you know, a word of advice or whatever for the way I live. And uh, I was, I was really, really, really thrilled. And the, and the one thing that every performer hopes for when you do the Opry is that standing ovation. And that night they didn't just stand up just to be kind because it was her debut. They really jumped out of their seats that night. And I was so proud of Kelly because that's, that's what every performer wants when they do the Opry is that standing up. But what songs yep. did you sing? I sang I'm Not Going Anywhere and I Think It's Jesus. And as soon as I finished singing, one of my my most fun parts of the night, my friend Bill Cody, uh, was a great interviewer. He works for WSM and, and he did a, a really thorough conversation with me afterwards. And it was just, it was so heart touching. And matter of fact, the introduction that Bill Cody did for me that night was so special that I put it up just on my socials, it is up to over 234,000 views, just his introduction alone. He is such an incredible uh, interviewer and introducer, and, and I'm, I'm just really grateful to have had his words over me. It actually cost me a fortune to pay, pay all those people to do that. <laughs> yeah, but, but it, no, Bill I'm Cody, that's, uh, that's it W... <laughs> yeah, but in, uh, Bill Cody, that's WSM Radio? Yes, WSM. That's the big one. Well, now, it, it was also on uh, Sirius. Sirius as well, yeah. yeah. On Willie's Roadhouse. Well, so I have to ask thrilling. because, you know, you're the glitter queen, maybe the sequin queen, uh, <laughs> and you had the best outfit of the night. So I'm, gonna pu I'm going to pull a red carpet question here and ask you, who was the designer? That's a great question. I'm thrilled that you asked. My friend Kim and her sister Gail... They wanted me to up my game. They said, if you're going to go pink, you better go really pink. And if you're going to go on the stage of the Grand Ole Opry, you need to sparkle. Bling. So they found me this outfit by a designer named Nadine Mirabi. She's from the UK. She dresses like um, Sofia Vergara and a lot of people on America's Got Talent and, and The Voice and things like that. And when I first saw it in video, I was like, ah, it's pretty, but I, don't, I can't imagine it being... 
it is so blingy that I was accused of having a light bulb up inside of it because it just sparkles everywhere. <laughs> yeah, some guy said, where do you put the batteries yeah, for that outfit? It, it was so shiny and more so even, you know, with the light shining on it. So um, I was really grateful to find that particular stylist because I've gotten a few other things from her now, too. Well, if you're going to be on the Grand Ole Opry stage, you got to go big. And that outfit was literally made for you. I mean, well, thanks. You, you, thanks. Uh, seriously, you could have picked a better outfit. And, I, and I'm glad that it wasn't light pink. It was more of that dark, rich, magenta type pink because it just, it glowed. Like you said, people you know, accuse you of having batteries in it, uh, but it sparkled like crazy. One of my favorite parts of the night, my, my friend that did some of the tailoring for me, because it came in quite long. I'm very short, so it came in very long. It had to be cut. And um, she was doing the altering for the jacket. And as a surprise to me, she put in Kelly Lang, Grand Ole Opry debut in 10-10-23. And it was like an embroidered patch inside of it. So it just made it even more special. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine stepping on that stage and, uh, and of course, they have a brand new venue, correct? Or didn't they redesign it? They redesigned, yeah. yeah the whole the whole backdrop of it is this huge, I guess, LED lighting screen. Yeah, it, and, they can do so much more yeah. now with those special effects and stuff with the screens and stuff. If, if people haven't seen the Grand Ole Opry, they have got to go and witness it because it is the greatest show on earth. And the greatest stage to perform on, the sound was just impeccable and everybody was so kind. It was the greatest night of my life. It really was musically. I mean, marrying you was obviously oh, a right on up there. You had to get but... that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to get that in there, not to mess up and get get the talking to after the interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now for you, TG, you're you're celebrating the 40th anniversary of your hit song "Slow Burn," and your career kicked off in 1974, but. The 1980s saw country music just become this juggernaut, and it really hasn't slowed down since. How does it feel to be part of country music history? You know, I don't really look at myself that way. I look at people like Jones and Haggard and Waylon and these other people that paved the way for us as the legends. And when I hear that associated with my name and to be part of that, that part of that history, to me it's... Uh, it's unsurreal. It's really surreal. I, I, I sometimes have to pinch myself. You know, I always dreamed of having maybe one or two number one hit records in my career, but I never dreamed that I'd have 21 of them and be able to still be on tour every week now, 48 years later. It's just, it's mind boggling to me, but I love it more today than I ever have. It's more competitive now, but because uh, there's so many great talents out there. Um, but I do. I love it more now than ever. Well, are you planning on, well, you said 48 years. Do you have a plan for a big 50th anniversary TG Shepherd tour? Well, I'm announcing, I'm announcing my uh, final tour. Um, I, I'm getting ready to hang it up. And so I'm, my tour will start in January of 2024 and it'll end uh, in January of uh, uh 2032. <laughs> it's a yeah, long, it's a long I, I don't long blame you because I'm thinking you're way not. too young for that. <laughs> I have, I have no, 
I don't really think about hanging it up because as long as I'm enjoying what I do, which is I'm so blessed to do what I do as well as Kelly. I mean, I will do it as long as I know people are sitting there or standing there wanting to hear what I do. So, no, I have no desire to hang it up anytime soon. But, yeah, the touring will continue next year. And you can always go to our website, tgshepherd.com or kellylang.net to keep up with our tour schedules or what we're going on. Or follow us on YouTube. That is a great place Subscribe, to go get yeah. Great place to go get video. A lot of stuff on there that people probably have never seen on YouTube and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those places. You know, oh, yeah. Doctor, we, we were driving around yesterday. Nashville traffic is horrific. <laughs> so we had a lot of time to talk about this. But I put on his greatest hits yesterday. People wonder what we do when we're alone or by ourselves. I really am a fan of his. I really love his music. And I love to go back in the catalog. And we were talking about who was in the studio when this was cut? Who produced that? How did you feel? What studio were you in? And I learned so much about him. Yeah, thank you. I learned so much about him that I thought I knew, you know, but uh, it's it's really a refreshing new thing to hear things that I didn't know. And, and you know, day. the amazing thing about what we do for a living, Doc, is that I'm getting a chance to relive um, my dreams that I had now through her eyes. Like the night that she did her opera debut. I remember the first night I did it, but I got a chance to do it all over again through her eyes. And when she sings with Barry Gibb or records with Olivia Newton-John or does those spectacular things, I'm getting a chance to see it all again. And I'm very blessed to be married to someone like Kelly who knows and understands the business. And okay, all right. Let me tell you, yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, you you two are literally perfect for one another. I I don't know oh. another more beautiful couple. If I was to say just me and my wife, but you know, outside of that, it has to be you two. Well, thank you. That's such a nice compliment. You know, we we um we're just doing our thing. You know, I, I, we had a really sweet compliment the other day. Um, we um Joe Bonzel from the Oak Ridge Boys, I ran into him, TG and I ran into him at Cracker Barrel. And he said, you know, I, I was watching you guys go into a grocery store and you didn't know anybody was watching you. And he said, Kelly, TG helped you out of the car. You held his hand and then you patted him on the butt walking into the grocery store. He says, you didn't think anybody was noticing, but I saw you. And he said, you weren't on. Nobody was, you know, filming you or it wasn't for TV or anything. Organically, we're just very connected. And, and it's, it, yeah, and people, when they say that, that they see love between us, it's really flattering because we don't mean to do that. We're just organically being happy. We're grateful to have each other. Well, yeah, but, you know, I love it when both of you are on. You know, you've been on my show together. You've been on my show separately. And I always look forward to it because, ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand T.G. Shepard and Kelly Lang, they are one of the most genuine couples. They're as individuals are some of the most genuine, genuine people you will ever want to oh. meet. And I just, I, I'm just a big fan of both of you. But y'all are great friends. It's always great to have you on. But I've got to ask you something, T.G., because I've been noticing here in country music. Uh, a lot of these amazing young country artists that are just making waves across the music industry and bringing back 
some, well, you know, some songs from the past. You know, it's kind of like Luke Combs bringing back Fast Car from, yeah. uh, what, what's yeah, her Tracy. Name? Yeah. yeah, Tracy. And yeah, for you, uh, are there any current young country artists that you would love to see sing one of your songs or maybe even do a duet? Well, with? it's it's funny you'd say that because not long ago, I invited a bunch of friends in to do a remake of Party Time. And it's like a who's who of, you know, everybody from Travis Tritt to, oh gosh. Uh, John J- Party. John Party, uh, Jake Owen, Kid Rock. All these people who are friends all said, yeah, let's do it. So I, w- I think it would probably be Party Time because it's a festive type song that everybody enjoys singing along to. But you know, Jake so, Owens, uh, he sings oh, Love yeah. Him Everyone in, in all his, of his sound in checks. His, in his sound checks. Somebody the other day sent me the sound check and said, Jake Owen is singing your song, Love Him Everyone in sound check. He does it at every sound check. And I said, where do I send that check? <laughs> I mean, really, what a compliment, though, when the new guys, the new kids on the block who are tearing it up, reaches back and acknowledges people like myself. And it's it's the greatest form of flattery that a performer can have. Well, I think that CMA and ACM, when it comes to the award shows, I think they need to bring back and showcase artists like you and and others that really set country music on fire. I mean, you know, the 70s were great, but boy, when the 80s and the 90s hit, country music owned the music industry. And well, I came I came along at a time when country music was really become fashionable, like in the urban cowboy craze those days when the movie hit and was able to be on tour with Gilly and with Johnny Lee and myself and Lee Greenwood and a few others. So I, I came along at a very magical time when country music really became the thing and it, was, it exploded. I was fortunate to be able to be involved in that. You know, I noticed the CMA went back and, and offered some love to Joe Diffie, and I thought yes. that was really, really special. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and, you know, I remember, you know, when the 80s, like you, and you said it perfectly, it was Urban Cowboy that really kind of, you know, and it brought a lot of those country songs and created them as crossovers. So yeah. some of those crossed over onto the, the pop chart. I still remember the very day in Houston, Texas, when we went to go see the Bee Gees in 1978 at the height of their career. I mean, that's when Too Much Heaven was out. Wow. And a lot of people didn't realize it that that's the one concert that when they came back out for the encore and the song was You Should Be Dancing and none other than John Travolta steps out on stage (laughs) with them because he was there filming Urban Cowboy. You know, I was singing at um, Jerry Lee Lewis's club on Printer's Alley, and I ran in. Mickey Gilly was there, and he said, "I just filmed a new film, and it's going to be the biggest thing that ever hit." And I and I said, "Oh, I was thinking, kind of cocky, you know." And he said, "John Travolta's in it, and he's playing a cowboy." And I thought, "Yeah, right." You know, I really didn't take him seriously. Yeah. But, oh, my, was I wrong? I mean, and, and fast forward, um, in knowing Olivia Newton-John, she introduced T.G. and I to John Travolta. And uh, 
I was thrilled to be able to dance with him that night. It was just such a magic one, evening. One of the nicest guys so nice, in so show nice. business is John Travolta. He is so warm and sincere and down to earth, and he always has time for anyone who walks up to him and yeah. speaks to him. And he looks and I, you right in the eyes. Yes, and, he's and just, I respect that. I love him very much. Well, you know, it's I, I still remember when Saturday Night Fever came out. And really, you know, of course, he was doing Welcome Back, Cotter at the time. And then when yeah. that film came out, then he wrote the the wave of his career continued when Urban Cowboy. So there was two massive hits, but they were two movies that had incredible soundtracks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Hey, have you seen him as Santa Claus in his new commercial? Did you know the first, <laughs> the first time I saw that commercial, I was sitting there never even dawned on me that it was John Travolta. And then yeah. the second time it came on, my daughter was sitting next to me. And she goes, and that's so cool. That's John Travolta. And I went, what? And I literally had to pause it. And I go, oh my gosh, it sure is. Because it didn't dawn on, dawn on me that it was him. But then it just gives a whole new meaning. I think, man, John Travolta is just freaking cool. <laughs> he is so cool. By the way, your daughter is gorgeous. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know that. She is yes. so beautiful. You well, you know, proud. it's funny that you say that because I will tell her that and it, it'll make her blush. But uh, she is just a huge fan of both of you. And Kelly, oh. she, she says, you know, I just love Kelly because she has that Elizabeth Taylor look to her. <laughs> Well, okay, let's pay her too then. <laughs> well, yeah, You're going to be writing a lot of checks after I know, today. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, Kelly's not, she's a little more low maintenance than uh, Elizabeth was. I mean, I'm still <laughs> probably going to have to go take a second job at Lowe's to pay for everything that she wants. But no. Kelly if I is, had her jewelry, I'd be really thrilled, right? But I do, I, I see that with you, Kelly, especially in your eyes. You know, people always comment oh, about that. Today or last night, I put up a picture. I had just read this thing about green eyes being only 3% of yeah. the population having green eyes. So I put up a picture of me because they turn more green when I have green on. And this guy accused me of wearing colored contacts. And I do not. I wear contacts, but I cannot wear colored contacts. So I want that on the record that I do not have her violet eyes i have green eyes <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen uh, you heard it here first kelly lang has natural green eyes they are not lenses and nope. it's not an iphone app that makes them look nope. that way either <laughs> and the guy and the guy that said that definitely his eyes are brown <laughs> yeah it's, it's always the brown eyed people that uh yeah. that, that make nasty comments online right <laughs> well what well what is coming up for both of you in 2024 my goodness, we're so excited. Yeah. We are almost done with our second duet album. Uh, we did an iconic duet album many years ago and had so much fun doing that. And so many people have asked for a different you know, group of songs. And we had several that we didn't get to on the first round. So that should be coming out, what, uh, Valentine's? I would like for it to be released on Valentine's Day, yeah. which would be great. It's a, it, it'll have a lot of romantic music in it, but it'll be songs that, we, that, that really and truly is the fabric of all of our lives. You'll know these songs instantly when you hear them. Uh, the album that doing that is new. We're, we're, we have some TV things coming up. Uh, we're on the Daily and Vincent uh, Christmas uh, special this year, singing uh, Christmas Without You. And we'll and, be on Huckabee, uh, Huckabee on December the 8th. December the 8th. And uh, so uh, a lot of stuff going on, you know, and that's what keeps us going because we love to work. And we love to connect with people and make a difference in their lives with music. 
I agree with that. And uh, you're going to have to come back here probably uh, sometime in January. And then uh, we'll do the interview on that brand new duet album that will debut Valentine's and we'll Day. Talk, and we'll talk about our new podcast, which will be coming up in the next few months. Yeah, I can't wait for that as well. Thanks to you, though, you've really given us some great uh uh, you know, ideas and, and uh, embraced us with what uh, could we could do to make it better. So I thank you for that. Yes, oh, you're well. Any, anything you two ever need, you just let me know and I'll be there. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you need to head over to tgshepherd.com and kellylang.net for all of their music and check out the brand new single, Christmas Without You. And uh, it's an incredible song. The Look, you're talking about two of the best people in country music. Like I said, they're not just a power couple. They're a lovely couple, and they sing their hearts out, and their fans absolutely love every song that they come out with. And you got to check out Kelly Lang's brand new album, Dragonfly. It is a must-have in your collection. She has all of her amazing songs on there. And remember that that great, amazing song, I Think It's Jesus, which everybody right. has fallen in love with and has blessed them. And, uh, and, I, and Kelly, I could imagine that you must receive great testimonies off that song. You know, I really have. I've had so many kind comments uh, sent to me all over the world, you know, saying that somebody might have lost a loved one and they, they felt comfort by this the songs, the words in the song. And um, I, I find it to be, it holds me at night when I hear from people that say something that I have written can comfort them. That That's the payoff. I really am I'm blessed by that. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming on to the program and sharing your brand new Christmas single, Christmas Without You, as well as celebrating 40 years of more hit music, TG, and also your Grand Ole Opry solo debut and, uh, and looking like a million bucks like you always do, Kelly. Thank you. You're precious. It's always good to visit with you. You know, we, we treasure your friendship and we treasure your show. You know, I want to give you a compliment. Um, a lot of people we do interviews with, but there are very few that really and truly has mastered the art of conversation. And you, my friend, have. You are the best. Well, I appreciate that, TG. It means more than you will ever know. And uh, more importantly to me, my guests are the most important thing to me, this is not about me. It's about them and shining a light on all of their amazing work and accomplishments. And both of you have a very, very long list of accomplishments. And ladies and gentlemen, check out two of the most precious people that God ever created, T.G. Shepard oh. and Kelly Lang. So head over to tgshepard.com, kellylang.net, again, for all of their music and their tour dates. When they come to your town for a concert, you better buy the ticket. You got to see them. It'll be one of the best nights of your life. And as for me, I want to thank you for watching and listening. And I'll see you next time.